Hello and welcome to Yours Mentally, a podcast that discusses issues that we all have on our mind but are too afraid to speak on. Our podcast is a safe space for anyone who wants to discover more about and improve their mental well-being. On today's episode of Yours Mentally, we have with us Anagha Bhave, who's a counseling psychologist who did her BA from Saint Xavier's College, Mumbai, and her master's in counseling psychology from Columbia University in New York. Alongside her practice, Anagha also actively participates in community outreach programs and events addressing mental health concerns and awareness. We're so happy to have you on this episode, Anagha. So, on today's episode, where we talk about opening up about your mental health a topic i feel really needs to be discussed in a country like india uh anagha my first question to you is how does one open up about their deteriorating mental health at home if their parents aren't acquainted to the idea of therapy but they aren't against it either so i think first of all it's important to know what you're going to say and so there's no harm in sort of practicing it beforehand um it definitely doesn't have to be memorized but it would be good to just know what you want to say prepared in your mind beforehand um it's also really important to pick a moment when things are calm and low key if you bring up something sensitive like this immediately after a fight or an argument it's only going to increase the likelihood of it being dismissed or ignored right and as you start speaking it's important to explain to them why you think you need therapy and what therapy is going to bring to the table so because people often have a lot of misunderstandings about what therapy does and so it can also help to have a little bit of evidence like articles or blogs handy with you when you're addressing this topic um you may have to point out to your parents that therapists are trained professionals who are equipped to deal with issues like this because there's a lot of misconception around what therapists do and what therapy entails um I would also say that you know something that's really important is to stay calm and to speak rationally during the conversation. It's naturally uh, sometimes a very aggravating conversation, but the minute we start getting really emotionally just distressed, the likelihood of that conversation being productive just reduces. So it's important to check yourself also when you're talking about something this sensitive. And I think one last thing that I would say is. you know not to get discouraged if they are hesitant or they don't agree the first time around uh because we have to remember in an indian context parents uh, may have to first unlearn their own ideas and misconceptions around therapy before they make any decision so it's important to be patient to be calm to of course remember the above pointers uh to be you know sort of prepared for even things like parents thinking you know their child wanting therapy is a sign of a failure on their part as mm. parents so you know gently explaining to them how that's not the case um i think should should be helpful right and uh, another question that i have here is don't you think it's wrong of children like uh, indian children if i be more specific to sort of speak bad about their parents so you know be like oh my parents are not good just because their parents don't understand mental health problems because i feel like they come from a very different generation so for us to you know be sort of angry at them for not understanding our problems is not right because we need to understand that they are not as educated with regards to this as we are so do you do you think that mm-hmm. it's right to be sort of angry at them or do you think we should deal with it more calmly like you said um i don't think we can fully control if we feel angry or not right so i think it's completely natural to be disappointed that your parents don't understand what your mental health struggle is and what mental health even looks like but i agree with you that the only way to sort of even um help them unlearn that misconception is by gently and calmly having a conversation with them so while the 
anger the disappointment or the sadness is valid i think it's very natural to feel that way it's also not going to help in actually changing their perception right fair enough so anaga how does one convince their parents that they need therapy even if even though their parents are constantly you know denying their requests or like just deflecting from it and then instead they're asking them to sort of do different things like you know why don't you just talk to your friends or talk to us because why do you need professional help and we are around or some of them even might say this just pray to god you know maybe it's uh, mm. yeah so how do you how do you deal with these situations yeah that's unfortunately common too and i think there's also a lot of memes on social media that maybe a lot of people have seen where if you tell your parents you've got mental health issues then you'll get these very simplistic solutions like oh it's because of too much social media and screen time and because you're not sleeping well etc um i think it just goes to show how much we take our mental health for granted and uh, you know because we think that they can be fixed by such simplistic measures um i think in moments like this it's uh, it can be really helpful to have a sort of mediator uh, present during this conversation and that mediator can be any adult that you trust it can even be an older sibling an older cousin uh anybody who can sort of bridge the gap between yourself and your parents um and also can help the conversation keep on track um you may even discuss a compromise with your parents where i know a lot of parents if um i see minors in therapy and if the parents are very resistant to it then um you know i would allow them to have a conversation with me separately outside of the session where i would take the time out to explain to them what therapy is what the issue is that the child is suffering from so a sort of compromise where the parents should are allowed to accompany you to the session or speak to the therapist at the end of the session or they may even choose a therapist of their choice um you know and then you can try out a session or two with that therapist that they've chosen um but additionally you can also just you know um again explain to them how mental health issues can actually be quite similar to physical issues at times and so they also require the right treatment and the right treatment does exist out there so you know while like uh, praying and eating better may help and it definitely works in some situations um it may not and it most definitely actually won't help with mental illnesses per se right fair enough i mean all indian parents not all i mean most of them are like no it's all in the mind beta you just mm. just talk to us pray to god and go away i understand yeah. um okay so anaga workplaces nowadays also have uh, mental health professionals helping the employees and stuff like that uh why do you think that's necessary like why do people at workplace also you know sort of need those mental exercises um absolutely and i think you know the statistics are quite scary with regards to mental health issues that a lot of employees face um i i remember reading studies that have have quoted that 42% or 40% of their employees in a private sector company have shown signs of anxiety uh that's almost half the population right um there's so many studies conducted across various corporates and they found that um in times of difficulties like the pandemic and uh, some kind of a recession or economic um uh, economically difficult period mental health issues like depression and anxiety have gone up by like 40 50% in some cases um not to mention that a lot of corporates do have a um, very heavy workload on their employees which definitely goes to affect their work life balance um because of you know the the workload the work demands and maybe even having a hostile boss all these things can contribute to a person's mental health dramatically 
and so you know while some companies may choose to have counselors on their uh, team other companies have now actively started especially in the pandemic i know i've taken some corporate stress management workshops myself um but a lot of companies have now taken the initiative to have mental health leads um a lot of companies use eap or employee assistance program which uh, basically does both preventive and proactive work for their accounts um, for their employees so they'll have workshops awareness programs on mental health and then they also have counseling services for employees and their families um yeah and i think it's really important for companies to be a little mindful of the mental health status and mental health crisis that's happening around us at the moment and in general because a person spends such a large part of their day at work um that if your workplace or if your work environment your colleagues aren't exactly conducive and helpful to your mental health it's going to affect the overall quality of your life and not just work and there's evidence for this there's evidence that talks about how when companies take these kinds of initiatives proactively to address the mental health issues of their employees they also benefit from it because the employees productivity will increase right if their mental health issues are worked on their concentration is going to improve their output is going to improve their morale is going to improve and all these things tie into the productivity of the company also so i think uh, it's it's obviously extremely important to take it seriously and i think uh, because of the pandemic a lot of companies are um, doing that right i think uh, a lot of people you know a lot of people just i see it a lot on social media and i even hear people talking around me like you know once you grow up you sort of have to deal with it that's not true you know you don't always mm-hmm. have to deal with your own problems you can seek help and i think mm-hmm. you know employees seeking help is an example of that that no matter how grown even if you're 40 50 60 seeking help mm-hmm. is completely okay that right. is one example yeah uh anyways yeah. the next question um as a parent what kind of vocabulary or habits should one inculcate in their children from a young age so that you know they know that they can trust their children mm, yeah i think again like that's a super important question especially i think in an indian context where so many of our emotions are you know we grow up seeing especially negative quote unquote negative emotions being dismissed um this is a very relevant point um i think words are important but really what is very important is the attitude of the parents and their attitude involves both verbal and non verbal uh, communication so you know when we specifically talk about trust the reality is that children learn to trust from a very young age and the way parents can earn their children's trust is by dealing with their children's difficulties secrets uh, mistakes and failures in a very rational way so things like shutting your children off or threatening to abandon them minimizing their distress mocking them or dismissing their issues should absolutely be avoided at all costs um like i i remember when i was growing up thankfully my parents never did this but i definitely heard a lot of parents threatening their children by saying if you don't stop crying that baba is going to come and take you away mm-hmm. right like yeah. these kinds of things just show us that it, what does a child learn through an encounter like this right that showing my difficult emotions is wrong that i'm going to be punished for showing emotions yeah. um and that's how as adults we also tend to keep our emotions to ourselves and we we become withdrawn so mm-hmm. children will trust their adults uh, the adults in their environment when their emotions are validated when they're understood and when they're not judged so in terms of vocabulary what parents can start doing is normalizing using words like 
sad shy angry irritated jealous guilty in whatever vernacular language uh, they feel comfortable in and uh, not to use these terms as negative labels because again i've seen that if you have guests coming home then a lot of parents will say ki uncle ko gana ga ke dikhao ya fir dance karke dikhao and a shy child may not be comfortable doing that but then they get that label of oh she is very shy forget about it you know and those kinds of negative labels also again make the child feel like there's something wrong with the way they are there's something wrong with them not wanting to dance and sing in front of complete strangers um which is actually not that unnatural so um on an ongoing basis i think parents should inculcate such words in vocabulary um also normalize using these words um i know a lot of parents who um will often ask their children like very healthy parenting they'll ask their children how are you feeling right now if the child is acting up if the child is acting aggressive or violent instead of just you know screaming and saying don't behave like this or don't do like that um they might ask their children explain to me how you're feeling right now would this make you feel better would that make you feel better and i think what that does is just kind of gives the child the space and the freedom to share or to withhold information and also just opens up lines of communication for the child that my parents are not just dismissing my anger or they're not retaliating to my anger with their own anger but they're actually allowing me to explain and express why i'm angry or why i'm feeling upset um for a particular reason so i think not giving your children too much advice giving them space and the choice to talk about their especially their difficult emotions and also showing curiosity in understanding what their child is saying so a, a lot of these things um, can absolutely start from home and i think last but not the least we have to remember that children learn through modeling so if you model appropriate emotive behavior that is if you learn to express your emotions appropriately um then a child is also going to learn to do that if the child sees that you know his or her father uh, when angry just tends to storm out of the room and bang the door uh-huh. the child is going to learn that behavior but if they see that the father is angry but he's saying okay kids give me 5 minutes i'm very angry right now nobody talk to me then they're learning that okay this is how you express anger in a healthy manner this is how you ask for space in a healthy manner so yeah okay. i think uh, parents need to start working on themselves too yeah also the world calm if you cry it's, isn't that like an example of classical conditioning like bomb, yeah 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 absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what is the ideal relationship a parent should have with their child so that the child feels like sort of comfortable around them and you know sharing stuff with them? Yeah. Um. I think like uh, somewhat similar to what I said before, but um, you know, open communication and the parent uh, should absolutely be a good listener and should convey empathy. um and for anybody who doesn't know you know what empathy is because we hear sympathy a lot but mm-hmm. it's not the same as empathy empathy is putting yourself in the other person's shoes so you're able to actually try and identify how they are feeling and how would you feel if you were in their place so these three pillars i think are absolutely integral to a healthy relationship between a parent and a child um parents should also or rather are largely responsible for giving their child a feeling of security um like you know making a mistake or encountering a failure is not going to result in rejection or abandonment and actually a lot of relationship issues can actually stem from these kind of early interactions um there's this whole uh, theory called attachment theory which is based on how 
children's relationship is with their caregivers and how it later tends to influence their own attachment styles in their romantic relationship Jean as adults. Is it Jean Piaget? Um, no, no, no. Attachment theory is Mary Ainsworth. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. 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 so children who don't feel secure in their home environment can you know often have very anxious or avoidant attachment styles when they grow up mm-hmm. um another thing i think for parents to remember in order to have a healthy relationship is to not label their children even if it's a joke so like i mentioned you know the label of oh she's just shy or um you know whatever so some kind of a we, we sometimes say these things um in jest we we try to make light of certain personality characteristics even that children can't change a lot of body shaming starts like this you know funnily trying to call somebody moti or motu or whatever like these small things that these labels that we start attaching to children from a young age even if we think it's just in jest and it's a joke um can have very harmful effects on the relationship between the child and their parents um i think just a couple more things uh in this vein you know like we spoke about the attitude of having acceptance and very open communication it's also important to then be verbally and non verbally very expressive of your warm and loving feelings towards your child this is especially uh, something i would want all fathers to include because traditionally you know mothers tend to be very affectionate overtly to their children but fathers um sometimes are not able to show their affection in a very physical way or in a in a verbal way so that's important for a child to again feel very secure and loved um and i think last but not the least the relationship should be a good balance of being friendly and uh disciplining their child so i read this quote somewhere which really resonated with me um it said that a parent should not be a friend but a friendly guardian so i think that's really important because sometimes we get lost in the pursuit of being the good cop or the bad cop but really yeah. what you need to be is a good balance of friendly and disciplined with your child right yeah that 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 code actually makes a lot of sense yeah um, yeah well uh, that was quite a good episode uh, i honestly learned <laughs> a lot um, <laughs> and i'm sure everyone who is listening to it will also know the lord i mean a lot of people in india you know they do struggle with opening up about their mental health because over here people romanticize going to therapy for some reason like if you tell someone to go for therapy like oh wow you're going for therapy i they just don't think mm-hmm. it's normal you know because mm-hmm. it's such a less population that actually seeks help it's right. sort of romanticized which is not a good thing at all right so absolutely <laughs> yeah so i feel your yeah, good episode thank you for being with us anuga And, thank you so much for having me yeah and to everyone who's listened to you thank you for listening and i'll see you in the next episode